I'm Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to Hard Knock Life. Hard Knock Life. I'm Keith Chow. I'm Brittany Monet. I'm supposed to be on vacation. Why are we still doing podcasts? Because <laughs> DC keeps just, you know, being DC. I'm just saying, like, you know what? Keith and Brittany, they just, they're supposed to talk about <laughs> DC. So I feel like Michael Corleone and Godfather 3. I try to get out and they keep bringing me back in. But yeah we're supposed to be on hiatus we were supposed to be on hiatus three fucking weeks ago but we just got to go out there all the way through december i promise if the world ends next week short of the world ending yeah we're we're off next week yes but until then holy shit speaking of worlds ending james gunn just killed a whole universe mm-hmm and from its ashes will rise a new one. But let's let's talk about the whirlwind, what, two months? Not even two months that Henry Cavill just experienced. I, yeah. <laughs> one of the reasons we, we came back last week, because we we're like, oh, my God, look at all these DC stories we got to talk about. But they dropped the mother of all of them the other day. But let's let's back up a little bit. We did an episode back at the end of October, beginning of November. Mm-hmm. about superman's cameo at the end of black adam which by the way is streaming on hbo max right now and it's talk about timing right but at the end of black adam the rock he was very proud of himself for doing this convinced yeah. the studio and henry cavill to come back in the suit be superman for three seconds at the end of black adam and on top of that Henry Cavill, not only he was on a press tour for Enola Holmes at the time, so he was like mm-hmm. fielding questions about Superman left and right, but he also went to Instagram and posted like a video of himself, like, hey guys, I'm back. You, this is just a small taste of what's to come. I'm going to be Superman forever now. <laughs> exactly like one month and two weeks later, he's back on Instagram, like, uh, remember when I said I was back? <laughs> yeah. Well, I. <laughs> He made it clear that his meeting that he had with DC was before they officially hired James Gunn. Right. And so when that was still who was in charge of DC, that was the thing. But I mean, if they already knew that they were going to be replacing those guys, that's kind of pointless to give other actors like, you know, contracts for another movie if you know that those people are no longer going to be running DC. So it kind of feels a little dirty either way you slice it that's one of the other things that that's been coming out is like he never had a contract (laughs) yeah but but i i still think to just like have the former like team pretty much give him the like yeah you're superman is cool don't worry about it and then because he said dc or not even dc warner brothers gave him the green light to make the he wouldn't have made that post yeah had warner brothers not said yes feel free to announce your return so it just feels very like why would you give him the okay to announce that? And then, you know, when you have a new team come along and you know, you have a new team coming along. Did you think that they were going to like, I I don't know. Well, I mean, and this kind of, it's emblematic of like how DC has been run at Warner brothers since forever. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's never been a stable, like, 
two three year run at dc that hasn't been full of some kind of shenanigans you know what i'm saying like i feel like the last time it was smooth sailing in dc was probably the nolan trilogy Mm -hmm. and like since then (laughs) it's just been shit running downhill but even then like they did what the green lantern movie in between that's right that time and that that movie was you know i love ryan reynolds but that movie was not it well that's actually a great point because in the middle of the nolan trilogy they also released superman returns which was a reboot slash sequel to the christopher reeve movies that went nowhere right brandon ralph (laughs) he'd never be played superman again (laughs) except on crisis yes and i just feel like crisis proved too that he was always a good choice for superman he just got both him and henry are good right. supermen but got like you know the unfortunate sad end deal of like you know getting to play superman thanks yeah. for reminding me because i was thinking yeah nolan Turlet, but you're right because also at that time that was the the 10 years smallville was on the air and there was always yeah. like controversy around like oh you can't use this character you can't use that character right like smallville mm-hmm. famously wanted bruce wayne on the show and they were like oh you can't do that because we have a be-. right like you own all these characters warner brothers why can't like people just use whatever characters they want and it's always been about this like fits and starts let's we're going to do a batman versus superman with jude law and colin farrell oh no we're not you know what i mean like there was a justice league movie mm-hmm. that george miller was going to direct that had like uh-huh army hammer is batman which you know kind of thank god that didn't happen even though i always went in army hammer is batman i didn't need a camera yes. batman but uh <laughs> I, I would say before the knowledge of knowing that <laughs> army hammer was the way he was yes honestly yeah he would have been a great batman but now knowing the person yeah, it's probably knows, a good thing that movie never happened yes but yeah, yeah. you're right there's it's never been smooth sailing at DC slash Warner Brother. Wasn't Nicolas Cage supposed to be Superman? Or That's something? right. There was a Nicolas Cage Superman movie that fell apart. Yeah. And there was several, like Kevin Smith was brought in to write it and he got fired. There was a J.J. Abrams Superman movie that never got off the ground. You're right. Yeah. DC has been a shit show forever and this is no different. Yeah, it's just, um, I really hope James Gunn hopefully can write the ship and turn everything around. My only thing is since... Jason Momoa and The Flash officially did appear in Peacemaker. What does that mean for like? Well, that's what we talked about last week, right? We did, yeah. But you're rebooting the universe, but yet your Suicide Squad movie and your Peacemaker show is firmly entrenched. I almost feel like I kind of wish they never had that last scene now because that was Mm -hmm. the scene that entrenched them into the universe. I mean, I guess Amanda Waller too, but. You know, like they had Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller in the show. So it's like, yes, we are clearly part of the DCEU. If we're doing a hard reboot, it goes to what I was saying last week about the New 52, how it's always like, it's going to be real fucked up if James Gunn is like, no, we're killing everyone. Gal Gadot by Ben Affleck by Henry Cavill by, but we're keeping my little pocket universe and we're going to have the Suicide Squad still there. I mean, that'd be kind of messed up just because it's like, how is that going to make sense? Especially if you're starting back from like year one. Because he said the main reason they're kicking Cavill to the curb is that it's a young Superman movie. Even though it's not an origin, it's still a young Superman movie. So how are you going to yeah. have a young Superman movie yet the Suicide Squad's still around? Well, he did that evil super... I never got to see it, but he did that Bright evil burn. Superman movie yeah. a few years ago. So I just... I don't know. I worry about his take on Superman. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that Brightburn was just like, what if Superman were evil, but yet James Gunn really believes that Superman should be like 
you know, a bright, hopeful character. Because, I mean, that's why I was excited when Henry was back. Yeah. Because I've never been a fan. You know this. Yeah. Everyone who's listening to the podcast knows. I don't like Batman versus Superman. I don't like a third of Man of Steel. I think two thirds of Man of Steel is really good. And like a third of it is shit. Mm-hmm. And and he never really got to be in Justice League. And of course, I mean, again, poor Henry Cavill, because this isn't the first time he got fired, right? He was fired in 2018. And then yeah. it was like, you know, and then plus he had to endure the whole CGI face of Justice League. <laughs> like, uh-huh. that's why I just feel bad. They just jerking my man around, you know? Yeah. And to me, like, again, like I always feel like I would say he was never the problem with Superman. It's just the way they've been riding his Superman. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I just hope that whatever James Gunn is doing with Superman will be good and hopeful and something that actually makes people like Superman again. Yeah. So I guess we're burying the lead, though. By the time you guys are listening to this, I'm sure the story will have been. Who knows? We're actually recording on Friday and this isn't releasing until Monday. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen in the next two days before the podcast comes out. But the, the story is... James Gunn confirmed on Twitter that Henry Cavill was out as Superman, that they actually had a meeting that Peter Safran and James Gunn met with Henry Cavill. And apparently they met with Ben Affleck too and told them that they're starting over. They're starting fresh. And because they're starting fresh there, there's no room for them as the characters. Although they said, or they at least James Gunn hinted that perhaps Henry Cavill could come back and play somebody else kind of like in the Jason Momoa as Lobo type deal. Yeah. Which I'm kind of thinking like, I one, if I'm Henry Cavill, I'm like, fuck you. I'm not coming back. But two, yeah, like, who would I, he play? I I don't know. Again, oh no, they already have someone playing Captain Britain, right? Yeah, well, that would be in, that would be in Marvel. Yeah. No, Britain. wait, no. They have someone playing Wonder Man already now. Yeah. It's yeah. Dumb. He'd be a good one. Well, I made the joke. I, so I wrote about this on the Nerds of Color and I made the joke that like, watch Kevin Feige scoop him up as like the Century or Hyperion, which is like their versions of Superman in the Marvel Universe. But we'll yeah. talk about what Henry's doing in the future. He's he's not going to be doing Marvel or DC, probably. But the other kind of like sneaky news is that they've asked Ben Affleck to direct a DC movie, which I don't know if they're just saying that just to like get the Snyder fans off their ass. But <laughs> and again, if I'm Ben Affleck, I'd be like, I can't even direct my own Batman movie. Why would I want to direct the movie for you guys? Yeah. Well, he was going through a lot. So I feel like yeah. Batman was maybe too where he was at mentally. Batman was too dark of a character for him to even like work with so i don't know i would be interested because you know i know he did the town and that's literally like one of my favorite like well he's an oscar winner well he didn't win an oscar for directing but he is an oscar winning filmmaker so yeah yeah like sure. i think the town is like the best thing he's actually done even though some people might say that other one that Argo, yeah yeah to be fair like a ben affleck directed batman movie was something i was interested in when when it was yeah okay this is another but that's another example right of mm-hmm. like ben affleck's gonna direct a batman movie oh no he's not Rick Famuyiwa is going to direct a Flash movie. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're always announcing shit left and right that never happens. So it's this is par for the course. Yeah, and I will say that, you know, sure, Marvel has been kind of maybe in their flop era a little bit right now, but I feel like for the most part, Marvel as a whole has been good about, like, we're doing this. The only <laughs> thing is, though, they have, they have Blade. I don't know. They might be dropping the ball well, on Blade. I will say that. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, Marvel's been known to, like, announce things that don't happen, but to your point, like, at least they have. The thing Marvel has done over the last 10 years, or more than 10 years at this point, is they at least built the foundation. 
Like mm-hmm. DC's foundation has been been built on sand since the beginning, right? Like it's yeah. never been stable. And that's that's ultimately the problem. And and you know, for all we know, James Gunn could be a stabilizing force, but think about it. It's 2022. He's writing his Superman movie. That movie ain't coming out until at least 2025, if not unless later. he's already had a Superman movie written and has been waiting and waiting. You know what I mean? Like, well, but look, know. they got they got four movies on the docket still. Yeah, right, that's coming out in 2023. Mm-hmm. Shazam, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and then Aquaman's coming out in December. Like they're closing the year with a DCEU movie, which mm-hmm. is wild. Who's gonna give a shit about Shazam? flash or aquaman knowing that i like shazam still regardless of where it's going but yeah it just kind of sucks that they're probably not gonna be coming back unless he's gonna be picky and choosy and be like okay i really like shazam but i don't like this other stuff but i don't know the stuff with the rock i just (laughs) it's so like he didn't want to cameo in shazam because apparently only plays in the big leagues and i was just oh no that was a joke that was a joke that was like a that was that's fake news i don't think the rock said that. i think there is truth to the rock not wanting to be in shazam that was that was true 15 years ago when they were like developing both shazam and black Mm -hmm. adam and he was like oh i would rather just have a mom black adam movie and you can kind of blame the rock for a lot of the super we'll get to that in a second the point i wanted to make about aquaman is that, you know, you were just talking about Ben Affleck and Batman. That was also a big news story a couple months ago that, like, Ben Affleck came back to shoot a cameo for Aquaman. Uh-huh. And then after all the Black Adam shit, apparently Henry had shot his cameo for The Flash. Like, just yeah. recently, in between the whole Black Adam shit and the James Gunn shit, he went in and shot... Because Andy Muschietti had, you know, when there was all this rumor about Man of Steel 2 actually happening, Andy Muschietti, who's directing The Flash, the IT director was like, I want to direct Superman. Let me direct Man of Steel too. And that's probably, there was like a call to Henry. It was like, hey, why don't you come down to the set? We'll shoot you a quick cameo that you can, you know, type your return in the Flash movie too. So like that that happened apparently. And that's not, we're not going to see the light of day. Are they going to cut the Ben Affleck cameo from Aquaman now? That because why would you promise something that, what if Aquaman 2 makes a billion dollars? You're just going to kill the Aquaman franchise? Yeah, it's like two it's, billion dollars at that point. That's crazy. I, a lot of people like Jason Momoa, so I feel like there's a good chance that that movie will do at least decent at the box office, regardless if it's a good movie or not. So it's just like, because yeah, you you could argue, was Aquaman one really that good? <laughs> was it like billion dollar good? It, like it's fine. I don't know if it's a billion dollar fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's but... wild that that's the most successful DCEU movie, but you know it is what it is. What do we do in that sense, right? Like. Maybe they should shift the schedule around a little bit instead of releasing Aquaman last. You should release Blue Beetle last because for all accounts, Blue Beetle really doesn't have any like direct ties to the DCEU. And James Gunn's been promoting Blue Beetle. So they're like, they're all for Blue Beetle. Let that be your first James Gunn verse movie. Because it's just weird to me that like Blue Beetle will come out and then Aquaman and then you're rebooting the universe. Like, I don't know. It just feels weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's so... It's just so messy. <laughs> it's, it's a hot mess. Yeah. Why can't they I mean, get their shit together at Warner Brothers? I mean, and <laughs> Warner Brothers is just, they're fucked up all over the place because all this stuff is happening. As I said, the timing is terrible because Black yeah. Adam's debuting on HBO Max this weekend. So you're having like the big, the only thing that they were hyping about Black Adam when it came out in October was like Superman's in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like even The Rock was like, before the the movie he was like yeah superman's in this movie you know like that's the main thing anyone cared about 
and like you now it's debuting on streaming yeah. i'm sure you want people to go to the streamer to watch it and you know to like get some eyeballs on it maybe you hold the henry cavill news till after the weekend at least <laughs> yeah you know what i mean hype up the fact that henry's in the black adam movie for the hbo max debut and then say oh by the way he's not in the movie you know what i'm saying it's just like to do it now right before mm-hmm. black adam comes out on hbo max that said warner brothers apparently doesn't give a shit about hbo max because they've been like oh we're cutting that we're not only are we canceling shows like westworld we're removing it from the platform so you I can't even go back and watch why Oldman. they're removing the shows they're removing the shows just in case anyone who gets into the shows after they've been canceled start watching them and then when people watch shows on any of the streaming services any actor crew member who worked on it they get a residual so they're pulling them so they don't have to keep paying the actors for that work anymore or the you know the hair and makeup people or the sound guy or whoever so they keep like yeah but aren't the aren't like streaming residuals kind of like sketchy in the it's first in place a- it's kind of weird and sketchy in the first place, but that's part of why they're removing it. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to deal with that at all. And I think there's also like the tax write-off piece, like with Batgirl. It's like, yeah, it's like if we, if we, if we prevent anyone from seeing it, then like, it's just like Batgirl, like we can write it off in our taxes. And it's just like, yeah. it's cause it's like, I mean, I was a huge fan of Westworld. I, I still, I mean, I feel like a, a punk now because i didn't finish season four and now and i'm like fuck i can't watch it episodes i think i have the last two episodes on my dvr <laughs> fingers crossed uh, see i i relied so, on streaming it and i was like i i turned i took it off my dvr and i was like well so, i'll just i'll just because actually i mean to be fair the picture quality on my hbo max app on my tv is better than my cable box okay because i still have a cable box yes i'm old i have a cable box you have a cable box you were talking about dvr right yeah i have direct tv well, same thing, right? Like that's the like everyone watches shit on streamers. They don't watch like the over the air shit, right? I do both. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> but because I'm like, well, I like the picture better on HBO Max. I I canceled it from my mm-hmm. DVR because it was filling up my DVR, and now I feel like a chump because I don't have it anywhere now. And like, why you and I always cape for physical media is for shit like this because you can't rely on streamers anymore. Exactly. They will just pull shit in a second. And then, like, again, talking about timing, they they canceled all these shows and then removed them from the platform. And then Warner Brothers had the temerity to release this promotional video celebrating 100 years of Warner Brothers. And this is like, it's an awesome video. It's like a five-minute video. They put it on YouTube, like, all next year. It's this big celebration called Hashtag WB100. It's the 100th anniversary of Warner Brothers. And it's mm-hmm. like, celebrate all of our content. And and like they show clips of everything that they and I I made a snarky tweet like I wish there was one place I could celebrate all your content but you keep like canceling everything, it's like Warner Brothers is just I feel like ever since David Zaslav took over, I mean yeah. like we we've established Warner Brothers has never been kind of like got their act together at least from a DC perspective, but I feel like ever in the Zaslav era, they're just like mess everywhere, shit show after shit yeah. show. Because like I said, like not even including the Batgirl, like there was that Scooby-Doo movie that got mm-hmm. pulled and they were pretty much done with yep. it, like like close to release done. And then there was like six or seven, eight other movies that they pulled. And I think, wasn't Harry Styles in one of them? So Yeah, and there were like, like TV shows and animation that people were working on. Like they, there was a show called Minx on HBO Max that stars Jake Johnson about like Playgirl magazine in the 70s that they renewed for season two. 
and it got canceled. Yeah, and they're in the they were in the middle of shooting. They were like still shooting season two right now, and they yeah. canceled it. And again, it's one thing to cancel something, but yeah. I thought the promise of all these streamers of Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO Max is that like the whole appeal of the streamer is the library. Yeah, when something's in the library, you have it forever. Mm-hmm. But as we've established, no, not really. Or at least with, you know, I don't think Netflix has removed their own content off yet. And I hope they never do. Cause if they do, then I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, they released the, the Marvel stuff so that Disney could have it, but at least Disney has it, right? Like it moved from one place to I another. Like, but I feel like that's a little different just because they technically lost the rights to it. Right. But, you know. Well, that's also know. weird about HBO Max too, is that like, because of weird licensing deals, because it's still HBO, like sometimes movies would show up on HBO and Disney Plus, like all the Fox movies were on uh-huh. both streamers simultaneously, or like the Batman movies, like the Dark Knight movies will be on HBO Max because it's like, okay, that makes sense. It's Warner Brothers, but then like they'll take them off HBO Max so that they can be on Netflix, you know? And it's just like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just hope that they can get things more correct i don't i don't know it's just a mess i just feel like they've probably lost more money this year than they thought they would lose yeah by doing all this stuff so i i don't know well and the thing that i think doesn't bode well either is like you lose the trust of filmmakers and actors i feel like like yeah batgirl thing already set everything off on the wrong foot right like mm-hmm. and and before that even and this isn't the zaslov era but like you know, the, all the decisions around, like, you know, putting the movies on HBO Max instead of theatrical, that pushed out Christopher Nolan, right? Mm-hmm. Dennis Villeneuve was like, oh, fuck these guys. I'm so, I'll still, I'll finish Dune, but I'm never going to work with Warner Brothers again. And now, like, they, they you know, changed leadership. But then Zaslav comes in and is like, I'm canceling this, I'm canceling that. And then, like, the way they're jerking Henry Cavill around. If mm-hmm. I'm an actor, James Gunn gives me a call. I'm like, one to the point i was making earlier your superman movie at the very least won't come out until 2024 yeah who knows if warner brothers discovery is still around in 2024 <laughs> maybe it, it, I, sells this shit to somebody else with all these decisions they're doing now they can tank so bad in the next year that like there won't be more dc <laughs> it won't or... be a james gunn verse right yeah like it's just <laughs> it's even if let's say James Gunn is actually like making the proper steps and doing things right and would be leading DC in the right direction and Zavlov or whatever the heck his name is, is making decisions that are, as is ruining the company as a whole. It's like, it's, it's just going to ruin it for everybody. So I don't know. It's very. Yeah. Past his prologue. History has proven Warner brothers executives have no qualms about coming in and saying, um, actually let's go this way. <laughs> you know yeah and then and if james gunn's like but you gave me total control but like yeah but we write your checks we want this to happen mm-hmm. and he's like then i quit and then like the the shit has to get blown up anyway like they've rebooted a universe to your point about green lantern and the nolan movies like this is this will be the seventh dc universe in the last 12 years mcu's yeah. had one cinematic universe dc's yeah. had seven in 12 years <laughs> And to your point, we're still having the Batman universe and the Joker universe. Those movies are still happening. So like, yeah, which uh, first it looked like I called it, but I was right uh, for a minute (laughs) that they were like James Gunn and Matt Reeves are going to work together. And then James was like, no, that's not happening. So (laughs) So maybe I'm over analyzing shit on Twitter. Do you feel like, like, I feel like Matt Reeves and James Gunn might be beefing a little bit because 
Matt Reeves quote tweeted the story about the Matt Reeves verse not being part of DCU and saying, I think James Gunn is the leaker. Like maybe James Gunn approached Matt Reeves and was like, hey, can we use your Batman? And Matt Reeves was like, hell no. And then James, because he's basically accusing James Gunn of leaking the Battenson is the Batman in the DCU. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I mean, are they beefing or are they joking? I can't tell anymore on Twitter. I, I don't know. I hope they're joking. <laughs> That'd be some shit if Matt Reeves gets pushed out. It, it would be because I really did like the Batman a lot. It was so good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I hope that it's not some stupid bullshit going on with that. Yeah. Because, you know, like they did they did get rid of his animated Batman series. I know that they're they're shopping it to other platforms, but yeah, you know, which, again, still weird that that's when it becomes like a money making thing. And they just want to like strip mine the IP to like sell it off. And yeah, that 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 worries me. I know who is potentially beefing with James Gunn and Warner Brothers, and that's The Rock. Oh, yeah. I don't know what is going on with all of that. Like, like I said earlier, I don't know if he's actually saying this stuff or people are making it up but it just looks really bad yeah i think the the joke about shazam is was someone's joke tweet about the rock but clearly i don't think he's happy with the direction that the dc universe is going because it seems to be contradicting everything he's been hyping up for the last six months hell for the last 15 years right the, mm-hmm. the hierarchy of power has changed just not when dwayne johnson thought it would change as but also i met, i alluded to this earlier I kind of laid some of this Henry Cavill stuff on The Rock's feet just because he was adamant about bringing Henry Cavill back. They mm-hmm. share a manager. The Rock's ex-wife is also Henry Cavill's manager. They they did an end around the studio, went directly to, to your point, the, the heads of Warner Brothers Films, which was at the time, it's still, it's still them, but this, there was no uh-huh. DC Studios, Pamela Abdi and Michael DeLuca and said, hey, I want Henry Cavill as Superman in Black Adam. And they're like, go for it again to your point knowing that like oh and by the way james gunn's going to be the boss but we're not going to tell you that (laughs) i feel like if the rock had not you know lobbied so hard for for henry cavill Mm -hmm. maybe there's place for black adam in the future dc universe you know yeah but like because he's so adamant about tying himself to henry cavill that and of course the the black adam movie didn't turn a profit at least that's what people say. And then The Rock also leaked all these like financial numbers that some people are accusing him of like cooking the books and not being honest with yeah. the financials. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's why I'm like, I have no idea what's going on with all of that. That's just, that's wild. And it's crazy too, because like just a couple months ago, like like October, September, August, people were joking that like The Rock is the most powerful man in DC because of Black Adam, League of Super Pets. He kind of like bigfooted the studio and was like, no, I'm I'm yeah. making your casting decisions now, motherfucker. I'm I'm the rock. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, for a minute it was like shit, he's the he is the most powerful man at DC. And then James Gunn mm-hmm. was like, hold up. Yeah. So yeah. Crazy, crazy shit happening. We're not worried about Henry Cavill, though, because he is gonna land on his feet. Of course, he's got the Enola Holmes franchise where he plays Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. there's talk maybe he'll be james bond who knows oh oh speaking of james bond though i have heard that aaron taylor johnson is also in the running that's your boy i know i love him <laughs> so but the one thing that he does definitely have going on mm-hmm. this came out like you know just days after all the superman shit he's going to be producing and starring in a warhammer series from amazon and that's yeah. the tabletop gaming that 
Henry Cavill is a super nerd about. Yeah, which I know nothing of. Yeah, I know nothing. It's like it's I know nothing about either. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but with like aliens and guns. But but he's a huge nerd about it. Rahul Kohli is also a big Warhammer nerd. Yeah, those are the ones where you like paint the little. Yeah, you paint the little figures. Like just picture like a you know shirtless Henry Cavill like painting little aliens on his on his table. But he's he's producing a Warhammer series. So like at the very end of the day, he'll get the last laugh because he gets to produce and star in a property that he actually. I mean, he loved being Superman, but I bet he'll love playing in the Warhammer universe even more. So. Shouts yeah. to shouts to Henry Cavill. And, you know, at the end of the day, I said it earlier, I wasn't a big fan of his movies, but I was a fan of his. Mm-hmm. I liked his personality. We talk about it all the time on the podcast. He's a super dork and would have been a perfect Clark Kent Superman had he had they tapped into the actual personality of Henry Cavill and not made him this like stoic, stone faced. Yeah. Or in the movies. Mm hmm. And that's what I was really excited about coming out of Black Adam because the, all the talk was, I'm going to play a hopeful, joyful Superman. And they gave yeah. him the spit curl and they gave him the bright costume. And I was like, yes. And we'll never see that. It's just, it's it's unfortunate. Like we said, they've had two really great actors as Superman who their problem was not that they couldn't be Superman. It was that they were given just really not good material to work with. So it's just really unfortunate that it's just like you had pretty two stellar Superman in your arsenal and this is kind of what you've done with it. I know Brandon Roth kind of got a little bit of a redemption because Mm -hmm. of like, you know, the TV side of stuff, but like still... I really feel for Henry Cavill because he auditioned to actually be Superman when Brandon Roth got it. (laughs) So it's just like, I don't know. I feel for Henry. Like, you know, he obviously does have an affinity for the character and it just sucks that it's going the way it is. But yeah, he'll, I mean, obviously he's a white man in Hollywood. So he was always going to kind (laughs) of somewhat. What are we worried about? Unless, you know, he was like his man from uncle castmate. (laughs) Unless he starts eating people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the only white actor I've seen actually face serious consequences for something they've done. Right, right, right. Or potentially have done, too, because it's just, like, anyways. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, there were there was some pretty damning DMs came out about Army Hammer. I feel bad, too, because, like, I wrote a whole post on the Nerds of Color a while back about, like, how Army Hammer should be Batman, but, you know. I mean, this was all before we. Yeah, it was before it came out. It was. It was all because of Man of Uncle, and that's why. Like, you I know, love that movie. We, that's that, that is that definitely movie. a Nerds of Color approved. I think that was more of a DC TV Classics approved movie because that's where we always talked about Man from Uncle. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's a good movie. I know some people might not feel uncomfortable watching it now if they haven't seen it because of Army, but it is a really <laughs> good movie, and it just makes me so sad that we will never get another one. Yeah, you definitely ain't getting in the sequel to that one because fucking army hammer had to be a weirdo. <laughs> but yeah so like the dc universe is dead or the dc extended universe is dead long live yeah. the dc universe because that's that's the official label for james gunn's universe the dcu is here in full force maybe again who knows by the time his movies come out he may not be in charge of dc anymore because warner brothers as we've cited is a shit show yes but I guess that's it because we're not we're not coming back next week. I promise no matter what crazy shit happens, comes out of Warner Brothers, we're not coming back to podcast about it. 
because next week is Christmas. It, it is the <laughs> Christmas holiday and New Year, and we're we're going to take a couple weeks off. We'll be back at some point in 2023, maybe when they announce the slate, because that's the other thing James Gunn promised in yeah. early 2023. He'll lay out his plan for for their version of DC Universe, and we'll see where it goes. But any final thoughts? Any you want to give deliver one last eulogy for the Snyderverse? I know I wasn't a huge fan of everything, but Henry was always a really great casting. So I will give that to Zack Snyder. And I don't know. I kind of just hope that that means, I don't know, is Journey Smollett like going Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Black Canary movie's dead. I mean, I get that means Margot's probably not coming back as Harley. Well, no, because she was in the Suicide Squad. I'm assuming if they're starting fresh, even the Suicide Squad is going to be jettisoned. And that means Margot's Harley Quinn is jettisoned, which is which is sad, but yeah, I don't know. But not gonna lie, kind of very excited for Lady Gaga to do the musical. Joker <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah, unless, unless David Zaslav kills that movie too, there is a Joker two coming out. I don't think he will, because Lady Gaga. Yeah, when well, it's also that's the other billion dollar movie, which is wild. Like the the two movies in the last. Since since the Dark Knight trilogy, the two DC movies to get a billion dollars. It wasn't Batman versus Superman. It wasn't Justice League. It wasn't even Wonder Woman. It was fucking Joker and Aquaman. Like yeah. <laughs> if you went back in time like 20 years and told told your little self, hey little Britney, one day <laughs> the two most successful DC movies is going to be Aquaman and Joker. I'm sure baby Britney would be like. Who are you? Aquaman. Are you I, I probably would be more like Aquaman. What? <laughs> so that's just wild to begin with. And it just shows how yeah. like we are living in the upside down when it comes to the DC universe. So anyway, let's take a break. And on the other side of the break, we'll talk about what's nerd popping. Guess what? Goalie Nutrition is sponsoring Hard Knock Life. And you can go to goalie.com to buy apple cider vinegar gummies they're ashwagandha gummies super fruit gummies and super greens gummies and you get 10 percent off plus free shipping if you use the code hard knock at goalie.com this is honestly i've been taking the goalie gummies now for for a couple weeks and i have to say they're tasty and they're good for you have you guys been enjoying the goalie gummies i really like them they're yummy but it's a nice to add to my like routine of already like i normally take just straight vitamin c so it's nice to have like extra supplements for a long time people have have praised the benefits of apple cider vinegar and you know as someone who's had to like drink straight apple cider vinegar sometimes when i'm not <laughs> feeling well or you know i have a some joint pain and your mom is like drink some apple cider vinegar it's mm. not the most appetizing home remedy let's just say no, right it tastes horrible so- like the apple cider part is like ooh, does it taste like apple cider it's like no it tastes like vinegar but acv is very good for you and the fact that Goalie has been able to put the ACV into these tasty little gummies made with pectin and fruit peels, which make them vegan, which is cool. So if you're vegan, you can still rock these gummies because everyone knows gummies are usually made out of like gelatin and nasty shit. This, these are made out of complete non-GMO, gelatin-free, gluten-free, vegan ingredients. And you can get the benefits, all of the benefits of apple cider vinegar taking these tasty, delicious, convenient gummies so go to goalie.com and use the code hardknock. That's H-A-R-D-N-O-C, just like the podcast you're listening to. Get 10% off 
your purchase of goalie products and free shipping. It's a much better delivery device for that apple cider vinegar. Yeah. These goalie gummies are great. You get it and it's it's a delicious little candy. And I've been enjoying the superfruits one. I did feel kind of refreshed after taking a few of those. Yeah, no, but I'm loving them so far. And they're definitely tasty. If you just want tasty gummies, at least just (laughs) eat them for the the yummiest. Yeah. So go to Goalie.com, use the code HARDNOCK, H-A-R-D-N-O-C, get 10% off your purchase and free shipping at Goalie.com with the code HARDNOCK. This is our final show of 2022, Brittany. I promise. I've been saying this for some time now, but this truly is the final show of 2022. What's nerd popping for you at the end of the year? So the Into the Spider-Verse 2 trailer came out on, I want to say, Monday. It was, it's a lot of fun. We got our first look. Issa Rae's Jessica Drew Spider-Man Jessica movie. Drew finally in a Spider-Man she, movie. She looks great. So I actually found out that she, that she's kind of a mix of like the existing Jessica Drew, uh, we all know from the 616 universe. And then there was another Spider-Woman character that they actually made before Jessica Drew named Valerie, who's a black woman with a right. fro. So I feel like it's just a good like little mix of those two in terms of her character design. I'm really excited because everyone knows that Jessica Drew is just like, my favorite and she's playing i think the pregnant jessica drew i wish so, she pregnant. i couldn't tell in the, there, in the trailer i think i could be wrong but there is like the series where jessica drew is pregnant and she's wearing her street like the street look i don't know but it looks cool we got to see oscar isaac's character the face of his character right. spider-man 2099 yeah we got to see his face speaking of pregnant we saw jake johnson peter b parker with a look like a baby carrier so maybe he and Mary Jane got a little baby spider. Finally, maybe they did because <laughs> he couldn't give her the bread he wanted to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited for that. It looks a lot of fun. But yeah, that's my nerd popping. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Spider-Mans, Spider-Men, mm-hmm. way more than than even the first Into the Spider-Verse. They go into a whole, like, looks like yeah. extra dimensional. And it sounds like 2099 is the bad yeah. guy. Yeah, because right. they were Oscar like, aren't we bag. supposed to be the good guys? And said, yeah. we are the good guys. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, definitely one of the most exciting movies coming out next year. Uh-huh. My nerd popping's a little little sad, actually. Oh, no. One of the saddest news to, to, to come out. Um, we've, we've been dealing with a lot of tragic celebrity deaths this year. Uh-huh. And this one really hit me hard just because I was a fan of his all the way back to season four so you think you can dance mm. which was one of the he was one of the best dancers to ever grace that show stage and just grace anyone a lot of the eulogies have been about his work on the ellen DeGeneres show which is probably where most people mm. knew twitch but i knew him from so you think you can dance and he he'd been a, a big part of that show ever since his debut as a contestant and he ultimately became an all-star and then this past season he was a judge and a lot of people will follow him on social media and see his TikTok videos. He married a fellow So You Think You Can Dance contestant, Allison, and they had beautiful children that they do TikTok videos and, you know, they seem so happy. And that's the thing about depression and and uh-huh. and suicide is that you never know. Like what you see on social media is a performance sometimes and it's not necessarily and it's not even on social media, like even in real life, your best friends, your loved ones. But even then i feel like you know depression sometimes is hard to really pinpoint because some people Mm. are just really good at covering it up and 
I do want to say that it's more than just checking in on your friends because the way depression is, it needs to be managed through proper care with like yeah. a therapist. And just even understanding that mental health is something that you shouldn't be ashamed to deal with, and particularly in communities of color. Yes. It's, it's a it's, one of the big barriers is just the 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 shame. I mean, shame's not even the right word, just the stigma around the stigma dealing of, with mental of health. Of adding to having more otherness to us, I mm. think is part of it. So that's why there's a lot of people, you know, who are people of color who have that, like, well, you're already black or you're already Asian or you're already Mm -hmm. Mexican. You don't want to add this otherness to you. So that's oftentimes why it is not taken seriously. Or sometimes, again, people just think that depression is just being really sad or really heartbroken over something when it's not. It's way deeper than that. And there are there are resources. We'll we'll link out to suicide prevention hotline. I think now there's the 988 number, which Mm -hmm. which is also helping not to end the show on such a down note. But R.I.P. Twitch again, he was a bright light. For, for folks and it was sad oh. to see that light extinguished yeah know. like him and you know jason david frank were two people who i think you know did a lot for people and made people feel good and for them to both you know unfortunately lose their battle to depression is just really sad yeah yeah at the very least check in on each other thank you guys everyone out there for listening to the show We really appreciate everyone who's been downloading the show, checking out the stream on YouTube, following us on social media. Speaking of which, Brittany Monet, how can people find you on the internet? So Hive is back up. So you can find me at Hi Brittany Monet on Hive, also on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr, actually. And my other podcast, which we haven't put out a new episode yet, but it's at Lituation Room underscore podcast or at Lit Room Podcast. It's in You'll my get it bio, right one day. Twitter. New Year's resolution for Brittany is to learn your other podcast social media. Handle. I know. I'm so <laughs> bad. And then if you haven't, keep pushing this band. Check out Sharia Moore. They're so good. I love them. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at The Real Child, the underscore real underscore child, and on Hive at The Real Child, though I'm not really posting on it yet. And on Instagram at Real Keith Child, follow the Nerds of Color at the Nerds of Color and all the social media platforms. And go to hardknockmedia.com to find this and all the podcasts in the family. Give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts so people can find the show. You can subscribe to our videos at youtube.com slash the nerds of color. Give us a like and a subscribe there. Support us on patreon.com slash the nerds of color and buy merch at tpublic.com. Search for the nerds of color. That's the show. That's the year. 2022 is finally in the rear view. 2023 doesn't even sound like a real year. <laughs> it sounds like one of them fake science fiction years. But we will see you on the other side of 2023. Until then, Brittany, stay lit. Stay lit. Onwards and upwards, to quote Superman. Heck yeah.